0: Algar Productions. Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 59, The Last Son of Krypton. I... Hmm,
0: should I say chums? I guess we're in a new era now. What is is Superman's word?
2: Pals. Is our pals. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like uh, his pal Jimmy Olsen, right? his pal Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, hi pals. Yeah. There we go. Saved it. Yeah. Good job. All right. Hi girlfriends. (laughs) His girlfriend Lois Lane. (laughs) Uh, Not not so much in this version.
2: No, Uh, not yet anyway.
0: Hmm. Even when she is, she isn't. Mm. Like, she's. what I'm saying is that's not her main defining role. No. Like, she may be that, but she is many other things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hey, we've, we've gotten to my first good thing already without even uh, starting uh-huh. to talk about the show yet. Oh, man. I'm, I'm very happy to be in this series. I, I, I love this show. Yeah,
2: this show's so fucking good. I know I haven't seen all of it. We were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. But what I have seen is so, so good. This pilot is just mm-hmm. might be the best Superman thing that exists. That's not like a comic, you know, like the best yeah. Superman adaptation.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, you know, if, if you're talking about solo Superman, yes, I've said this a million times, I'm going to try to stop saying it, mm-hmm. but world's finest, sure, you know, <laughs> the best hour and a half, like this team did period. I but, think
2: like as far as just, Hey, here's your, here's your pal Superman. Uh
0: Yeah. As far as the origin story and, yeah. and you know, and all of that mm-hmm. and all that and all
2: that. Like, I like the 70s movie, but this is this is this is better.
0: I mean, I grew up on the 70s movie and I have a real fondness for it. And I, I know you only just saw it mm-hmm. recently. So to you, it's it's a little cheesy, but like, well, I didn't mind that it I was don't know.
2: cheesy. Um, I think it drags a little bit with some of the like early Krypton stuff.
0: Yeah. But like, yeah, I'd agree with like,
2: that. like Christopher Reeve Superman is mm, just
0: mm, chef kiss. Yeah. No, and I would say Gene Hackman, also mm-hmm. perfect. Um, Gene Hackman's bumbling sidekick don't really understand. <laughs> and uh, G- Gene Hackman's boobtastic uh, uh, lady sidekick mm-hmm. don't really understand.
2: That one I understand but, a little bit more. I mean, I,
0: I understand why she's there, but uh,
2: come on, man. Mm-hmm.
0: This show will also improve upon that model. Oh, God, to think
2: Mercy about. is so good.
0: Yeah, and and not just there to say, hey, Cleavage, mm-hmm. she's like much more capable than Miss Test. I I will say Miss Tessmacher is a great thing to yell at the top of your lungs. I'm not going to do it now because it will hurt your ears and the listeners' ears and and probably not Amanda's ears, but everyone else's. She's immune to loud sounds. <laughs> I mean, she is of a loud course. sound. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have. Chosen to do this uh, independently because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about breaking it up. I was thinking about like, okay, we'll do this in chunks or we'll we'll divide it in half. And every every time I tried to do that, it just there was no clean point for yeah. that. So this is like, okay, I'll I'll do this one. There's this series has a few three parters, so you'll you'll take another one. Yeah. So, uh, so I have a I have a lot to get to here, so bear with me. Okay, there are a couple of things I need to get out of my system right up front, just so they're out there and I can move on. First is this brilliant encapsulation of the show's premise, established by our old friend Irish Gav, to the tune of the show's theme song. Superman, Superman, this is a show about Superman. See this gent, he's Clark Kent, nobody knows that he's Superman. All credit to Irish Gav there, that is all his. Okay, now, on with the countdown. Our story begins on the far-off planet of Krypton, where beefy scientist Jor-El has made an unfortunate discovery. Turns out Krypton is planning to separate into a million tiny green pieces of rock in the near future, making their people's continued residence there extremely difficult, particularly since those green rocks are highly poisonous to Kryptonians. No one else on Krypton seems particularly worried about this, because they set up an all-knowing, all-powerful planetary computer called Brainiac to warn them if anything goes wrong. And not only has Brainiac not warned them about anything going wrong, he regularly chimes in with unprompted updates about how the weather is perfect, there's no war in Boston, say, and warehouse workers are treated with kindness and respect, with plenty of time to go to the bathroom whenever they want to. Oh, I made myself sad. Durrell insists to the Council of Red Queens from Alice in Wonderland that Brainiac might be mistaken, and maybe they should consider ducking into the Phantom Zone while this whole having a planet thing blows over, or up. They refuse because if science fiction has taught us anything, it's that the only thing more infallible than computers are people who place their unwavering faith in computers. But Jurel continues to press the issue, and. Then Brainiac makes me wonder if that name is actually ironic, as in nice one Brainiac, because he directly admits to Jarel that Krypton is boned, it's too late to do anything about it, and he, Brainiac, is leaving now. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea, says jor but then realizes the interplanetary craft he has access to was designed to carry the Phantom Zone projector, as per his earlier plan, and not much else. He and his wife, I think her name is mom L realize that their tiny baby Cal is just about small enough to fit if they really cram him in there. Just, you know, manipulate the hell out of his infant spine until you can seal that airlock securely. So they slip him a sci-fi baby roofie and do just that. It's infinitely sadder than I'm making it sound, trust me. Uh, baby Kal-El makes it away in time, then Krypton kerplodes and the shockwaves from the blast push him through hyperspace toward an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy, orbiting a small, unregarded yellow sun. But surely the color of that sun won't have any significance on the events to come. Nor will all those tiny, glowing green rocks that pass through hyperspace with him. The rocket sets down in Kansas, where it's discovered by two kind Midwestern farmers. These are the Kents, Jonathan and... Okay, now it's time to get that other thing out of my system, (laughs) Martha. Her name is Martha. Martha Kent is the name of Jonathan's wife. Jonathan and his wife Martha adopt baby Kal-El and name him Clark, Clark Kent. So now Martha, as far as little Clark knows, is his mother's name. So whenever you hear the name Martha and you wonder why anyone may have said the name Martha, it's because the name of Kal-El slash Clark Kent's adopted Earth mother is Martha. It's also coincidentally the name of Bruce Wayne's mother, but she's dead, so I can't imagine why you'd ever bring her up. (laughs) So begins the Smallville chapter of Clark Kent's life, and it's a chapter that takes all of seven minutes to unfold. Not like other kids. Strange abilities. Has a cute friend named Lana who helps him figure things out. Helps people in need. Discovers he's from Krypton. Done. I've been berating myself because this overly long summary doesn't come anywhere near the elegance of all-star Superman's doomed planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. But at least we didn't spend 10 seasons and 217 episodes in Smallville. This, in case you haven't picked up on it, is a reference to the television show called Smallville. I will now pause to allow my co-host to tell you where that show was shot, and also so I can take a breath, since this summary still has quite a lot more to cover.
2: It it was my hometown.
0: Thank you. Now then, jump forward to a major metropolitan newspaper called the Daily Planet, in a major metropolis known as... Metropolis. Clark is now a reporter, and he's just been hired by an editor whose name I didn't catch, so let's just call him Chief. (laughs) The Planet's star reporter, and also the greatest character in the entire DCAU, is a reporter named Lois Lane, who bursts into laughter upon hearing that new hire Clark is from somewhere called Smallville. And this laughter continues until hours later when the two of them meet back up at a press event for billionaire Lex Luthor. Lex is obviously a kind and benevolent billionaire, like real-life examples Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Oh, I just made myself sad again. To prove how benevolent he is, Lex shows off a fucking amazing new murder robot he's created for, oh, let's say military applications. Then the robot is promptly stolen by Malcolm McDowell. Enter Superman. I'm doing a lot of pretending you don't know what these things are for the sake of this summary, but come on. Superman. It's Superman. You know, from school. Everyone in the world except visionary director Zack Snyder knows who Superman is. The last act is basically Superman versus a giant robot, and hey, guess what? This team finally found a way to make fight scenes compelling to me. Also, Lois begins a very long, extremely horny journey to get to know Superman better. Together, they realize that Lex had the robot stolen on purpose, since the mean old government wouldn't just let him sell the thing directly to a dangerous foreign power, and Superman angrily confronts him for this. And I want to be very clear about this, he does not snap Lex's neck. See my previous shot at Visionary D, Zack S., Mm. Instead, he just hovers there looking disappointed and hoping the threat of a dude who can tear apart a giant robot being disappointed in you is implied. And it probably would be to anyone but Lex who first tries to bribe Superman, then swears revenge. I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. And so once again, the day is saved. Oh, and then there's an epilogue reminding us that Brainiac is still out there wiping out further alien civilizations just for the hell of it. Again, probably nothing at all to worry about.
2: I was watching it and just like, oh, that was a really good, uh, that was a really good Superman thing. And then a robot showed up and butchered some aliens as blood splatters dramatically on the wall. Oh, it's so good. I'm just like, oh, God.
0: No, they, like, we talked about this a lot on the Star Trek show, like, Mm -hmm. in the 90s when Deep Space Nine dipped its toe into uh, uh, serialization when TV didn't do that a lot. Yeah. The show, I mean, it has some multi-part episodes, but Mm -hmm. it also did more, like, like, Brainiac's clearly going to be a thing later and yeah. instead of just leaving him behind with the krypton part of the story mm-hmm. they wanted to remind you of that and that was great
2: i love the use of brainiac as uh like the, co- the computer that was on krypton before it exploded
0: now let's be clear that never happened before this version
2: right no this is a new thing for that brain i can never remember what brainiac's actual deal is because they change it so often but right. i think he's like a super intelligent alien who like collects uh like civilizations in bottles that's where a uh, bottle city of Candor comes from
0: mm-hmm. well i'm just gonna like i've i've been going back and forth as to whether i should spoil things or not because mm-hmm. i know people are seeing this for the first time and i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil sure. some stuff like that that is kind of his deal in this as well not so much with bottling cities but like absorbing every piece of information and knowledge that they have and then Wiping them out, yeah. kind of like the uh, brain sphere from Futurama, yeah,
2: isn't it? It's like, okay, I've got all the information on Krypton. Now, if everyone on Krypton dies, I won't have to worry about collecting new information.
0: I think that part was added by Futurama for the for the silly, you know, the brain the brain mm-hmm. aliens. But uh, it's a, that's effectively it. Yes,
2: it's like, well, and I don't have to worry about this anymore.
0: Yeah. Nope. Check. Got Close all that. The book once on I Krypton. Ki- once I kill all the life. <laughs> I will have all the information, which is what I was built to do.
2: Uh, I'm doing a yeah. really good job of being Brainiac, I gotta say. Um, I love,
0: like, I love the design of him, mm-hmm. I, love the, I love the way he acts, I love the voice actor, just yep. everything. Perfect. So good.
1: <sighs>
0: and this I, I'm, this is kind of my good thing, but I want to let you talk for a while, because I, I said a lot of stuff. Uh, so we'll come back to it.
2: Yeah, so we want to start with the good thing, or...?
0: Yeah, I, whatever. Like just just start saying some
2: stuff. I right, like th- the whole thing is just I like the way it's all set up just to have an entire half hour dedicated to Krypton is such mm-hmm. a cool idea that I never would have thought of. You well, know,
0: you were just saying you thought the Krypton parts in the uh feature movie were too long. Yeah, it was my problem th- with uh, there is, Man of Steel. There People is had
2: numerous problems with Man of Steel, but that was the I, there is a
0: danger of that. That's yeah. the thing. It's it's a hard line to walk to get you to care enough that this planet is blown up but yeah. uh, not spend so much time there you're like oh my god when is when is superman coming but
2: like i love i love jorel is just like no the planet's going to blow up we got to do something oh jorel you mm-hmm. idiot mm-hmm. the evil computer we invented says everything's fine
0: mm-hmm. climate sure. change what are you talking about
2: shit hits real close to home now
0: i i mean it always did mm-hmm. like i don't know if like Siegel and Schuster meant it to do that, but I'm I know versions of Jor-El by this point were used for that. Yep. Like they might not have called it a climate change, but they were definitely talking about environmental disasters. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it's <laughs> it sucks to be the only voice of reason when no one will listen to science, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Jor-El, we're not gonna just start wearing masks. What are we gonna do about mm-hmm. the economy?
0: Yeah. How are we yeah. gonna
2: save that, Jorel?
0: Jorel, have you thought about the economy?
2: <laughs> Sorry, Brainiac. I gotta admit, Brainiac, I hadn't thought about the economy.
0: Well, maybe you should.
2: More fool you. Mm-hmm. That's why you're the idiot scientist and I'm the cool three dots.
0: Look, when people talk about, fa- talk about smart people, they're not going to say, Nice one, Jorel. <laughs> they're going to say, Good work, Brainiac.
2: The word brain is in my name. That's how big, you know, my brain is really big. Now, this How is... much Jor do you have? None.
0: <laughs> well, in Spanish, it means you know, Jor the. No, that doesn't really work. The L. Yes. No, L means the. So, right, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, uh, Jurel, No, yeah, Jarell's father-in-law, Chairface Chippendale. Yes,
2: of course. Uh, Jarell.
0: No, no, no. He's uh, he's, he's British, you know. He's Jorel what are you talking about? I'm going to write my name on it's... Krypton's moon. It's the same voice actor and it's just, you know, one of those things for me.
2: Krypton's got that star that early Star Wars thing where everyone is British except for one guy.
0: Uh-huh. Jorel I... what are you
2: doing you fool?
0: I love the aesthetic of well I love the whole sci-fi aesthetic of everything on this show, but Krypton some of it looks very stupid, but it yep. all looks like it belongs together.
2: The thing the thing I love about Krypton is that it's such a like like it's such a pulp novel planet. Yep, you know. Like it's got like the 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 teeming like incredibly advanced utopian society. It also has deserts full of monsters.
0: Wow. I mean so does Earth.
2: I mean yes, you are absolutely correct.
0: Amanda has co-workers in I believe Arizona that talk about how you have to make sure scorpions don't drop off the ceiling onto your clothes and kill you.
2: I mean listen, Australia exists. Like Yes.
0: There are deserts full of monsters, is my point. And Australia is a much better example.
2: You know what? Fair enough. But at no point does anyone go, oh, God, I got attacked by a monster.
0: No, he calls it a monster, which I think is, like, the weird thing. Uh-huh.
2: It's like, we have a name for that weird squid thing with its intestines hanging out. Yeah, monster. It was a scary monster.
0: If you're at the North Pole and you're doing some important climate science Mm -hmm. and you're attacked by a polar bear, you don't come home and say, whoa, almost got killed by a monster. What
2: happened? What happened? Well, I was minding my own business when a terrifying boogans emerged from the ocean and tried to eat me. You mean, a polar bear? <laughs> Why? What did I say?
0: <laughs> you know that thing that advertises for Coke? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but no, the and like I said, like the uh, the council looks a bit stupid in their uh, playing card outfits, the but giant like shoulders. But the thing, like I said, it all seems like it fits together, and yeah. some it's all stupid by design, and then some of it looks genuinely cool mm-hmm. and just ah, so so
2: good. Well, and it all like like they did that thing where it sort of translates to okay, I can kind of see where the Superman costume comes from. Yeah, you know, and I always like well, be- that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because it's not literally and like a. a what do they call our style of letters? I'm drawing a blank. Everyone's screaming it at me now. But it's not its not an S, literally. It's just... Oh, Arabic, like, I think. Yeah, uh, that's it. Arabic, I think. Arabic, yeah, um, excuse me. Uh, but, like, it's just, you know, a curved line, mm-hmm. which could easily exist in another written language. Yeah. So, like, you know. And then, yeah, everyone's sort of dressed similarly to the way, like, his costume's laid yeah. out, which is cool.
2: We all wear capes on Krypton. Capes are cool. Leave me alone. I,
0: I mean, capes are cool. Mm-hmm. If I could pull off a cape, I absolutely would oh, wear yeah. a cape.
2: You're um, amazing in a cape.
0: God. I well, thank you. <laughs> I think you would as well, actually. Thank I you. You, oh, you. More capes, capes all around. <laughs> uh, you have to learn how to how to walk around in a cape. You can't just
2: you do. put one you on can't and just and shuffle normally. around like a normal guy.
0: No, you need to you need to like you know take lessons like yeah. cape lessons.
2: You gotta have a swagger, like a natural swagger. Yeah. The cape will help I, with that.
0: It's like walking in heels. Yeah. It's, it's it's possible you look much better when you can do it, but when you first start out, you look a little dumb. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn how. Yeah. So, my good thing, um, I'm going to go with, I mean, we're both spoiled for choice. Uh-huh. There's so many good things in this, and I, I feel like this episode might run long just because Yeah. there's so many great things. But I'm going to go with how amazingly good the scripting is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mean the dialogue and the characters, because they're all good, but... I'm talking specifically about the pacing and the world building, which you touched on a bit already. Mm-hmm. We got enough time on Krypton to really care about what happened, but it never felt like we were there. Like, oh, my God, when are we going to get there? And it never gets
2: boring either. Like, you're, inve- yeah. you're instantly invested with Jor-El, a character you're probably, ne- we're probably never going to see again because he explodes.
0: Uh, no, we, you know, we get, I mean, I know Justice League does the, uh, uh, for the man who has everything. So Oh, we get at God, least that's that. right, yeah. But I feel like there's some flashbacks or some, you know, something.
2: Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But like, he's not going to show up again as an alive. No, guy, probably.
0: No, no, no. He's not just going to pop up on Earth. No. Um, hey, I'm but, uh, your dad, like,
2: by the way. I I I
0: glossed over this with jokes because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But it was legit heartbreaking when, uh, and what is? I actually don't remember her name, unfortunately. Uh, Superman's mom, Lara. Lara, thank you. Yeah, it's she's she could be a little more developed as a character but also i know Jarrell because general zod yelled son of Jor-El for that entire movie and just drilled it into my yep. head <laughs> me and everyone else my age Jor-El. Um, <laughs> what three words <laughs> um but uh no the the moment where they don't even say it yet, uh-huh. where Jor-El says to her you know what we have to do and she just looks over at the baby and looks at the, the rocket and gets sad. It's legit heartbreaking. You're mm-hmm. you're already invested enough in these characters that you're like, oh no.
2: You know, and you, it's it's really good. You said that we were going to put the baby into a spaceship, but I, I I I'm going to say I honestly never believed we were going to put the baby into a spaceship.
0: No, I signed off on it as a last resort, knowing that we would never have to. Mm-hmm. But here That's we are. That's why you the buy a rocket come.
2: because you're never going to use it.
0: Yeah. Um, but then, by the middle of part two, we're already in it. Yep. Clarkson Metropolis. He's working for the Daily Planet. He mm-hmm. knows all the key players. He's Superman. So the entirety of part three of this origin story yep. is just Superman's first adventure. Like yep. it's they're done world building, and we're in the world. It's yep. so good. There's also they plant so many seeds. Oh, for yeah. Later. There's Brainiac, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's Kryptonite, which I alluded to in my in my summary. Yep. Uh, a guy will later become a supervillain, but right now he's just a guy. Just Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, uh, I, and a bunch more stuff that's not coming to mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these don't even seem like they're seeds because they're just natural parts of the story or background details yeah. that don't seem important. The economy of storytelling for all the things you have to put in place along with setting up half the series is mm-hmm. just, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I aspire to this level of, of world building and without it feeling like a clunky pilot, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Well, it's so clear that they learned so much from doing Batman. Yeah, you know, like.
0: but Batman didn't have one of these either. They were like, okay, there's a there's a big movie out. Everyone knows the origin. We can just get on with it. And everyone knows Superman's origin, too. But, you know,
2: but like this feels more like I mean, just from the fact that it's Alan Burnett and Paul Dini right out of the gate, you know? Yeah. Like it feels like it's more like crafted. Yeah. Let's put the A-team on this. Yeah. It's not just like, well, we're going to do a Batman show. uh, Do this. Right. You know. But, like, like,
0: there's so little that feels like, ugh, as you know, my father's the king, and this is, your bad thing, I think, was the one line of dialogue. Oh, yeah,
2: the one line in the entire thing that was, like, ugh, where.
0: Yeah, the, the entire three parts.
2: Clark and uh, Lana are hanging out, and Lana goes, Clark, it's me, Lana, the girl who's had a crush on you since you were three. It's like, this is the only line of clunky exposition in the entire thing, and, boo oh, boy. Yeah,
0: and that barely counts. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but eh, I know people who say stuff like
2: sure. that. <laughs> Alice, be Amanda, your wife, who you've known for many years. <laughs>
0: well, no, but like, I definitely in the in the course of of talking with you, we've been podcasting together for twelve years. Mm-hmm. You know, like as that comes know. up sometimes. <laughs> she doesn't say as you know. <laughs> I do hope, and I don't. I honestly don't remember. I do hope we get more with Lana, mm-hmm. like, I, presumably through flashbacks or maybe grown up Lana. Or Her whatever, voice because, actor
2: is very good.
0: Yes, agreed. But I don't I don't remember. And also I'm happy they didn't stick around in Smallville for very long because that's to me anyway. There's obviously Superman fans who will disagree with this. But to me, that's the that's the least interesting part of all this.
2: Smallville's boring.
0: You want to you want to get in that he loves his parents Mm -hmm. very much. He's very close to his parents. That's good. And you want to get him discovering his powers for the first time and, and establish that Lana Lang is a thing. And uh, then, then that's it. That's all you need, right? It's
2: like, it's like that need to want to do, like, the Superboy stuff, which has never really appealed to me, you know? Yeah. Like, Superman is like a 16-year-old living in Smallville and still being, like, Superboy. I hate that shit. I've always hated that shit.
0: I, there are versions of it I can I can get into, but... You know, the show Smallville was just Ooh. a ten-year cock tease. They it were sure like, let's, l- "Let's never put on the costume until the final frames of the final episode." Ten years later, the
2: final second of that show is like, "Yeah, yeah."
0: Oh, by the way, I'm Superman.
2: Bye. And then this is really good because that Superman shows up in the uh, the Big Crisis uh, crossover on the CW. Like they got Tom Is Lone he one of
0: the ones they kill?
2: He doesn't want one of the ones he they kill, but like they meet him and he's like, "Yeah, I was Superman for like a couple of years. Didn't really take. I didn't like it." Oh my God, it's that's like, perfect. Oh wow, fuck you. <sighs>
0: I don't know. I never really watched that show. I'm not gonna, like, I definitely have a soft spot for teen melodrama, and I probably could have gotten into it if I tried.
2: But, uh, the thing uh... was, I tried because, like, you know, it's Superman. I'll at least give it a shot. Yeah. But, like, it was ugh, it was so Monster of the Week. Yeah. And, like, not, and, like, I was watching Buffy at the same time, and I'm like, if this was more like oh, Buffy, yeah. this show would be incredible.
0: Well,. Buffy did kind of set the standard for, and you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't explicitly a superhero show, but yes, it was yeah. like, that's your teen superhero show mm-hmm. that there. That's, that's effectively like Spider-Man. Yeah. Cause she was trying, you know, she was a teen trying to juggle like a home life and, and being a superhero, you know, like it's the same kind of thing. It's
2: like, I want to go to prom, but I got to kill this vampire. Yeah. That's the show.
0: Also, Aunt Joyce needs this med- medicine. <laughs>
2: And uh didn't get that medicine in time, I'm afraid. Oh
0: oh like you know, monstrous Joss Whedon notwithstanding mm-hmm. that still that still hits me right there.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, rough. <laughs> oh boy. um so what was your good thing? uh so there's nothing more Superman to me uh than Superman saving a plane from crashing. Um, mm-hmm. That's the th- when I think of Superman, I think of a guy in a cape saving a plane from crashing.
0: Well let's let real quick mm-hmm. the uh uh what's it 2006 something like that Superman returns yes. was uh, n- basically just uh well noted creep Brian Singer uh-huh. uh, and noted hi- creep, uh... Higher, uh yeah um House of Cards mm-hmm. that guy let I've, him be uh, frank. Wiped his, yeah yeah that's him uh Kevin Spacey Kevin? yes but it was really just his sort of like oh, I like the Richard Donner movies let me just do them again and yeah. the only thing anyone ever really remembers and fondly mm-hmm. about that movie is the airplane rescue sequence. Yeah.
2: It's really good for, like
0: for it, this reason.
2: It's such a good way to like like show Superman doing Superman things without him just like yeah. beating like beating a guy up. Mm-hmm. Like and like if you can execute it really well, which this this episode does, like it's really cool, you know? Well,
0: it shows off a lot of his powers. It also shows him doing something defensive and and compassionate mm-hmm. instead of offensive and violent. Yeah. But it also shows off what he can do. It's yeah. it's it's like it's, it covers it's like I was saying, economy of storytelling. You get a lot of information while you're also watching an action sequence.
2: Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to lie and say I don't like Superman fighting a guy, but I also like watching Superman like rescue people from like disasters and stuff, you know?
0: No, and this is a conversation we're going to be having a lot over mm-hmm. the next 6 months. Uh, While we cover this show, is Superman is the compassionate one, and everyone who says that's hard to write or boring to watch is stupid.
2: Yeah, you don't get it.
0: It's not if it's done right, and this is it done right.
2: Yeah, and do you know how badly right now I need a guy, like just a nice guy who helps people? Yeah,
0: and I'm gonna point this out a million times, like I have before, Mm -hmm. but like that's my problem with Star Trek right now too—is they're so scared to write that earnest optimism, and uh, I think the shows have suffered for it. Yeah, like just like it's supposed to be looking forward to an optimistic future where we've mm. moved past a lot of things. Just like Superman's supposed to be the best. He's he's not human, but he's still supposed to be sort of the best qualities of of people. You know. Like, yeah.
2: Just uh,
0: yeah. But this show this show does it right. Yeah. And yeah, watching him uh, rescue a plane and and as you point out, fucking up a little. Yeah,
2: bit. I love that too. Well, this is his first. Big Superman thing too, you know. Like he's like, yeah, he like he's people.
0: just started showing himself, like you know, saving cats from trees. Yeah, and
2: he's shit. L- he's like like a little girl falls out of a window, which like yeah, that close that fucking window. You're thirty stories up for God's sakes.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, people live live in cities and they have jobs and like, these things could happen.
2: I can't it's, always you know. be there to make sure my little girl doesn't fall off of a, out of a thirty story building.
0: <laughs> no, but what I love, and we're gonna talk a lot more about Lois in a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I just uh, she's watching the, the news report where this little girl says an angel came and rescued her. And Lois, this is her first on-screen appearance. Yep. Hard eye roll. An angel. Ugh. Oh, I Perry. love her so much. <laughs> yeah. What the hell We're not is printing. this? We're not printing this, are we? <laughs>
2: what kind of garbage? Spent mm-hmm. two weeks on this doc story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I didn't want to. Uh...
2: Oh, um yeah but like I love I love that he like this is his first big thing, and he kind of fucks it up like mm-hmm. like he's trying to like catch the plane. he doesn't really know how
0: no, and he doesn't just glide it down to the ground. He's sort of causing other minor disasters while he's doing yeah. it, and a piece tears off at one point like, like nobody that, dies or anything. I but, love
2: that he you know. grabs the tail and it's like, oh yeah, no planes don't work like this, okay,
0: no. No, I, I, it's I almost like it was, a child.
2: I didn't know as much about planes as I thought I did. I should try it's something like, else.
0: It's like this is a deep cut that you'll get and a handful of our listeners will get, but I, I don't care. This is for you and me. Mm. It's Moan Rizwan trying to put helium in an egg. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought that might do something.
2: That's not how physics work. Oh
0: No. You grew up on Earth, so you, you can't blame Krypton either.
2: Mm-hmm. You know how physics works here, man. Clark, you've seen planes before. I know you have.
0: Hmm. But yeah, it's uh, you're mistaken for one from time to time. Uh huh. <sighs> but yeah, it's it's an excellent sequence, and then you know, also like I said, watching him fight a, a goddamn robot, just like oh. very, very like uh, uh, Fleischer, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is intentional. Like, oh yeah, those well, those shorts heavily informed Batman and this show. Yeah,
2: obviously. Uh, the, yeah, I was gonna say, like the look of the show alone is just like it's very Fleischer inspired, and I assume they were doing that with Batman too.
0: Uh, yeah, that was that was the original mm. sort of uh, idea. Now we talked—I I believe we talked about this while we were still covering Batman because it was making the rounds maybe a year ago ish. The original designs for this show were way more sort of '40s looking.
2: Yes, like it was supposed to have that like that sort of timeless like when like mm. when ago is this that uh, see early Batman had. This, see, I
0: think what they ended up going with isn't as stylized, isn't as interesting to look at, but is more timeless. Mm-hmm. Because like the fashions are kind of generic and probably still work now, mm-hmm. whereas like if you dress them at, like the '40s, it would always be the '40s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're going like I, I, we're not the first people to point this out, but you know, like Gotham is the future of the '40s gone wrong, mm-hmm. and Metropolis is the future of the '40s gone right. It's still that same aesthetic that yeah. that World's Fair, everything looks cool and futuristic, city but... on
2: the go. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but it's it's not a like there's no crime alley here, you yeah. know. There's crime, but it's mm-hmm. more like, uh, you know, Lex Luthor selling robots to, you know, uh, evil governments and Lex stuff. Lex
2: Luthor owning everything in the city. Yeah, also that.
0: That's so fanciful. Yeah. Harder to believe than like those monsters on Krypton.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, I don't buy it. Yeah. <sighs> A billionaire that owns everything. Well, surely someone would step in and stop something like that from happening.
0: Yeah, there's got to be some regulations, some antitrust, mm-hmm. something. Something mm-hmm. Like that. Nope, nope. Now, there's, Um, I, I think I already talked about this, so we won't spend too much time on it, but the uh, the Grant Morrison book, Super Gods, talks mm-hmm. about how Superman is, by design, more of a socialist-like uh, hero of the people. Yeah. And Batman is a capitalist, and <laughs> Batman is sta- more, staggeringly more popular. Mm-hmm. Because guess which ideology took off, and which one is harder to defend in this country?
2: Oh, uh, which was it, Al? Uh, well, you you
0: may not know this because mm. uh, you know you grew up in, a, in a I I'm a foreigner, country, but so well you did grow up in a socialist country. That's true. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's capitalism. Guess what? What? Yeah, well, you know this that is boot news to me. You know that boot that's been grinding us all down. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's that one. I
2: thought the that boot. boot wasn't supposed to tread on me
0: no that's a different that's that's the king of england that has nothing to do with anything. that oh, that doesn't so have to do much. with economic systems oh. yeah yeah i specifically requested the opposite of this <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> variation of that stupid <laughs> thing uh, all right let's talk about lois yes we already started but jesus christ i love her
2: she's amazing
0: She's voiced by Dana Delaney, who mm-hmm. also voiced uh, Andrea yeah. in uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. That and feels very it was much hard... like
2: a, uh, uh, okay, you were actually really good at this, so uh, we'll bring yeah. you back.
0: And the thing I've always liked about Lois, mm-hmm. and they lost sight of this in the 50s, where Wartham <laughs> was like they made her, you know, the, the sort of shrewish trying to trick Superman into marrying her, <laughs> which... It's fun to read ironically and we wrote one of the very best comedy sketches we've ever written together about that him. but like that. yeah me too and the performance just oh so good but um I, it's fun to read but it's like it does the character such a disservice cuz uh, okay i'm going this is this is a bit of a walk but it's worth it All trust right. me in the 30s when you had movies about like uh career women mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot you could make where you could take them seriously. Mm-hmm. It was either, Ooh, a girl is a lawyer. Ooh, can she do it? But, uh, a woman reporter was a thing mm-hmm. and it was a thing you could take seriously. And it was a, it was sort of a, like a subgenre of movies. Like it, his girl Friday is the very best example of that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, there was a series of, uh, B movies about a character named, uh, Torchy Blaine mm-hmm. who ended up being the, uh, basis of Lois Lane.
2: Oh, I didn't know like,
0: that. that's, that's sort of where the name comes from. It's yeah. Nice. Uh, Uh, Warner Brothers has a box set of all eight or nine of them and they're B-movies so they're like an hour each. It's like Uh. watching a British TV show. It's like eight one-hour movies. Mm. (laughs) Um, And they're okay. They're 30s movies and they're they're not the best. They're B-movies, but they're fun. And the thing is, it's the 30s, meaning it's literally 90 years ago. Mm -hmm. And women are being taken in some regards more seriously than they are in movies now. Yeah. And... So, like, reporter was one of the things you could make your woman where she's not, like, a waitress or a secretary mm-hmm. or something. She's, she's in a capable field being taken mostly seriously and not having to, you know, bat her eyelashes or flash her tits to get yeah. stuff done. And that's where Lois Lane comes from originally. Yeah. Then they had to, you know, turn her into what she became. But this this goes right back to that.
2: You, you sent me a postcard um, <laughs> that I received today. Uh-huh. Of A cover of an old uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, where mm-hmm. she's dressed as a witch riding a, b- a broomstick and mm-hmm. saying, to Superman, now that I have the powers of a witch, you have to marry me, Superman.
0: I cannot argue with logic like that. And
2: Superman's like, I guess so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, not- the cover's got to get you in there. If he says, uh-uh, no way, then you're just like, well, I'm not going to read this. Mm-hmm. Her plans failed.
2: <laughs> I mean, were we dating or anything? <laughs> Shut up and marry me
0: uh-huh gonna you cast my spell on you i guess Uh uh-huh
2: but lois
0: has always like the best versions of lois Mm -hmm. like margot kidder was that too yeah margot kidder like her like the the vision of lois from those movies to me is uh in superman 2 the terrorist trying to blow up the eiffel tower with a hydrogen Mm -hmm. bomb and she's in like the elevator right next to the bomb trying to hear what the terrorists are saying and writing down her little notebook yep. like she's a fucking badass
2: i love my favorite lowest thing from i i can't remember if it's i think it's superman 2 is and it might even be like i'm not sure it might be a cut scene too i just see it on tumblr all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is she pulls out a gun and goes to shoot clark mm. and like, i don't remember that
0: there is there's a whole sequence at the uh uh, Niagara Falls, where she's trying to get Clark to admit mm-hmm. he's Superman, and she throws herself in Niagara yep. Falls, and she's like, "Well, now you got to rescue me." Mm-hmm. And he manages to contrive a way to rescue her without, you know, ripping his shirt open, yep. which is fantastic.
2: <laughs> but like, there,
0: I, you might be thinking about there's a there's a scene where they get where they get mugged, mm-hmm. and he gets shot.
2: Maybe. Is that what to find it? I gotta find it after we okay. finish this. But uh, okay, she basically she she sh- goes to shoot him. And he's like, he pulls the shirt out. He's like, okay, like, yes, I'm Superman. Mm. And then he goes, what were you going to do if I wasn't Superman? And she goes, what, with blanks? Nothing.
0: Oh, that was, uh, okay. That must have been a deleted scene then. Because, yeah, in Superman 2, she's trying to get him, and the whole Niagara Falls thing's happen, And then he drops his glasses in the fire Mm -hmm. and reaches in and gets them and doesn't burn himself. Ah. And she's like, oh, you're Superman. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then he just kind of lets it down and just masterful Christopher Reeve there mm-hmm. where he's like, no, Lois, I'm not... Ah, oh,
2: fuck. That <laughs> transformation, too, is so, like, where you can actually yeah. buy, like, why a pair of glasses is, like, all it takes to make yeah. it, like, you not realize it.
0: Yep. Ugh. But just the the acting where where he's he's trying to keep it, trying to keep yeah. and, like, she's never gonna let this go. She's never gonna let this go, and I love her. Uh-huh. Why am I lying about this? Oh, all fuck right, fuck it. it. <laughs> yep. Um, but... It Lois here.
2: Out, I am Superman.
0: <laughs> Lois here, just like I said. First moment, mm-hmm. rolling her eyes at soft journalism, bursting into the editor's office demanding the story, making fun of the new guy, uh-huh. beating him to the punch at the new story, getting kidnapped two or three times, but not in a weak hostage way. Yeah. in a way that she's constantly putting herself in uh, in danger.
2: Well, it's like I love like when she just barges onto the ship to like see what's yeah. going on on there. Oh no,
0: first she throws a she throws a quarter to Popeye. Yeah, ex-
2: Popeye's in this show by the way.
0: Yeah, we need to come back to that.
2: Uh, but and just like all right, well, whatever like I'll I'll figure out a way out of this later. And like the fact that she's not already dead by the time Superman shows up in town is such a testament to how good she is at what she does. Well, and that's the thing that I mean,
0: it obviously facilitates a lot of Superman coming to rescue mm-hmm. her. But, as you correctly point out, she's clearly built her career on doing this before there was a Superman to rescue her. I
2: I love that, like, one of the ways they basically portray Lois now is that she's a superhero of journalism. Yeah. And
0: I've I've lost a lot of faith in, you know, in journalism over the years. Oh, why? Because four years of the Washington Post saying democracy dies in darkness and then not doing anything about it might have
2: something to do with it. Yeah, by the way, did you know Donald Trump is great?
0: I, I've heard this. Uh-huh. I've read this in the newspaper. Thanks. But, uh, um, like ashes
2: in my mouth to say that. Look,
0: ah. I, 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 I just, we're almost to a point where I can say who? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. But at some point, I'm just, I'm doing my best to just, nope. Mm-hmm. Who? I don't know who that is. Never heard that name before in my life.
2: What, that guy from Home Alone 2?
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they replaced him with Christopher Plummer. Or, no, no, no. They replaced him with Tignatara. <laughs> Much better. God, if only. Yeah, well, it's not too late. There's a Kickstarter somewhere, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Where was I going with that, though? Oh, God. I don't remember. Oh, journalism. Journalism. Yeah, like, um, I, like, was the uh, editor of my school paper. I was going to major in journalism when I went to college. I ended up not going to college for reasons that are too sad to get into right now. But... uh... (laughs) Um but that was like that was I wanted to do that. I really had that image of the hero reporter in my head and it may never have been a thing, but I <laughs> believed it for a while and and she at least in fiction absolutely embodies that. Well,
2: I love that Superman has to journalism what Batman has to cops, you know? Like right. These are the like this is this is the ideal. This is what it, this is what it's supposed to be is is hard working right. people doing their best to, to show trying everyone to trying to get is. the truth to people yeah. yeah
0: and it also from a storytelling standpoint again facilitates well clark is there at the daily planet hearing about things as they happen mm-hmm. which will therefore give superman the opportunity to race off and help people when he finds out about mm-hmm. them so it's you know it works but i love not every version does this but a lot of them do Clark and Lois competing for stories, and Clark being hopelessly, helplessly yeah. outclassed.
2: It's like he's a very good journalist, but she's the yeah. best journalist on in the world. So, also, he's got a,
0: like there's a couple of things that might give him an advantage mm. that he can't he can't really use.
2: Well, one of the old things that I never really liked was I think this was from the Man of Steel miniseries mm-hmm. uh, by the hated John the John Byrne. Byrne. Uh
0: yeah. The well, this is the first post crisis version, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: the reason he got hired at the planet was because he was able to get an interview with Superman, mm. which like, fuck off. That's yeah. cheating.
0: That's yeah. And anytime you like, okay, well I can hear what's like, I can hear the story. I can get quotes from people that they're not giving on the record because mm-hmm. of my super hearing. That's bullshit. Whenever it's like, um, I, I can type and file the, 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 the story faster because I'm a faster typist. Mm-hmm. Cause I have super typing. That's bullshit. <laughs> Like, you, you have to compete on an even playing field, and, and Lois will kick your ass. Yeah.
2: You can't win. Like, yeah. it's Lois Lane.
0: No, and in the first three minutes of her screen time, she's in what I think of as the quintessential Lois pose, which is uh, palms flat on Perry White's desk, looking him dead in the eye and challenging him. Yep. What are you talking about, Chief? Mm-hmm. You're my boss, but we know who's in charge here. Shut the fuck up yeah
2: lois lane isn't allowed to say fuck but she does say fuck
0: Uh, yeah she does
2: (laughs) but dana delaney played like i I, every now and then it's just
0: like they made this show for children like yeah you know that's that's the whole point of our podcast Mm -hmm. but but everything about her her portrayal is so i don't know the word like sophisticated makes it sound like i'm a child (laughs) who doesn't know what sophistication is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but she sounds like a grown-up playing Lois, yeah. not like she's on a kid's show. I mean, this really ties into my quote, where she just drops a Nietzsche reference. Uh-huh. Uh, so, l- let's, just, let's just hear that here.
1: Nice ass. Excuse me? Right here. He's strong, he flies, he's the Nietzschean fantasy ideal all wrapped up in a red cape. The Superman.
0: Not only a Nietzsche reference, but basically says Superman has a nice ass. <laughs> she says nice ass, but come on. <laughs> We know what she Clark's meant. Clark's like,
2: "Excuse me." Yeah, I also like the she, idea that he's like looking at, like, "Oh, it does look like an S." Yeah, I never right. noticed that that before. Yeah, okay. All right, I guess I'm, um, I, I guess I'm S man. Also,
0: <laughs> no, he's the Nietzschean Superman. He's Nietzsche man, obviously. Nietzsche man. Nietzsche <laughs> man. He's the abyss. That's that's all my Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Um, but. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I have so many thoughts H. on this e. if you Lewis. couldn't tell. Yeah. No, it's gone now. I love it doesn't her.
2: matter. I love her design. Yeah.
0: She's Oh, oh, I know. She just drops this little nugget on us. Mm. Uh she dated Lex Luthor at some yep. point. Huh. All right. I like that. I'm fine with that. I just like I did not remember that.
2: Well, the thing is it makes such perfect sense. Like if you sure. don't like if you don't know what Lex's deal is and the idea like The idea right now that he's a really shady businessman that no one's been able to pin anything on yet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, she
0: and Clark did for the first time. Exactly. Here. But, like, before
2: that, she, she like, started dating him because, you know, like, I'm sure they run in a lot of the same circles, and it was like, oh, you're the sketchiest fucking person I've ever met.
0: But he is handsome, and he Mm -hmm. is charming. Oh, yeah. He, like, I, I wrote this down, and I'm absolutely not the first person to notice this, but he's like Tony Stark without the crisis of conscience. Yep. Like he's he's that level of genius, but he never has that moment in the first Iron Man movie where he's like, I should stop making weapons. He's, instead he's like, I, I should double down and make twice as many weapons. What
2: if I made more weapons?
0: Now, we definitely need to talk about Lex. Lex <sighs> voiced by Clancy Brown, which there will never be a better Lex in yep. my lifetime. He's that's like that's like Conroy as uh, as Batman. That's yep. just you're never gonna get better than yeah. that. And from minute one, mm-hmm. just
2: perfect. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> The fact that, like, he's just a main character on this show, too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, there's all Lex is always around because he's that important to the, to, like, super, no, like and to Superman in general, you know?
0: Slight spoilers, but many, many of the guys we will see later have some direct or tangential relationship to Lex,
2: like uh, Bizarro, for mm-hmm. instance. I love the, like, I love the version of Bizarro from this.
0: Yes. Like, I believe Metallo...
2: I think so. Yeah. Well, he works like for... there's. Wait, does he work yeah. for him in this? Yes.
0: I I don't I don't remember because this I didn't remember him being in the pilot, so I mm-hmm. don't want to. I'm not sure, but a lot of Superman's guys end up tying back to like the ones that aren't from space or like Apocalypse are usually tie back to Lex, yeah. which I love.
2: Well, and I mean, I it's love, great. I love that like that attitude of like, no, this is this is my city. What the hell do you think you're doing here? I've been no, running really Metropolis he's... for years.
0: And he basically delivers his, like, mission statement Mm -hmm. right here, which is, I worked so hard to build everything, and this alien, like, takes all the credit, like, gets all the glory. Yeah. Like, and that's going to be him from now on. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. But they also manage to, like, there's been a lot of versions of Lex Luthor over the years. Oh, yeah. And they managed to give us Billionaire Lex Science genius Lex, at one point we get ridiculous Super Friends, purple, green, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, exosuit Lex. Like, we get all the Lexes. It's
2: great. I'm sure we get that at some point.
0: We do not get uh, fat Lex whose hair fell out because Superboy did something wrong. That's (laughs) the only Lex I don't think we get. Not my favorite. Mm, No. No. Not not me either, but,
2: you know. In the same way that I don't like Superboy as a concept, I don't particularly like that Lex and and Superman knew each other in Smallville. I fucking hate that shit. They were...
0: They were friends until Lex's hair fell out. Until
2: Lex's hair fell out, yeah. <laughs> That's how you start hating someone. I mean, what is he,
0: Han Solo? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, the show and and we've we've seen a little of it here. We're going to see more of it later. Like you talked about how he struggled with the, uh, saving the plane,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're going to see this a lot. They depowered him a good deal. Yeah. He's still the strongest superhero on the planet, mm-hmm. but he, like, we'll see. He needs a suit to go underwater or to go in space. Yep. Uh, bullets, yes, bullets do bounce off him because he's Superman, mm-hmm. but it's not just like he, like, on the old George Reeves 50s Superman, like, he would just stand there like bullets didn't yeah. weren't even being fired, whereas this one winces a little bit.
2: I like that, just like, and f- knock it off. It's It's a good detail because... Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: like, yeah, he can do it, but that doesn't mean he's completely invulnerable. He's just stronger than anyone we know. Yeah. And I love that. Yep.
2: It's very good.
0: Yep. Uh, My bad thing, because I don't don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Olsen has a mullet, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that does feel like the correct choice for this character in 1996. So I don't even know if that's a bad thing. He probably would have one.
2: Makes sense to me. I guess
0: so. I you mean, know. I was I was uh 22 in 1996 and I knew mullets weren't cool anymore.
2: Well, Jimmy's a nerd, so Yeah. All right, so let's circle back to Popeye. Oh, yeah, Popeye is in this. Why is Popeye in this? Uh so, why is Popeye in a crop top? That character is uh what is it? Bibbo Bibowski? Bibbo
0: I didn't know he had a last name, but yes, uh, uh, Lois addresses him as Bibbo.
2: And I know him a little bit from 90s-ass Superman comics, like that, I re- like, that I read when I was a kid.
0: Now, did he start here as a reference to Popeye and then get carry over into the comics, or did he start in the comics?
2: I believe he started in the comics. We're getting into stuff that I don't know as much about. Like, I don't okay. know Superman quite nearly as well as I know Batman.
0: Okay, but you still know more than me, so I'm still going to sure. ask you, you. Just the answer might be, I don't know sometimes. Yeah.
2: Let's see here. Um, I think he was originally supposed to be like a, like so he looks like Popeye. a. He,
0: he looks like a big muscly Popeye, like he doesn't look like the weird scrawny Popeye with the overinflated arms. He just looks like if Popeye was a guy. Yeah, if
2: Popeye was a dude.
0: But he's also wearing what I can only describe as a crop top. He's wearing a sweater that doesn't fit mm-hmm. and comes above his navel, which is like a, a tube top or something. It's it
2: quite a look. Yeah, he's a. Uh... First appeared in
0: 1987. Okay. Um, Well, then that puts him sort of early post-crisis John Byrne
2: Man of Steel, yeah? But, uh, yeah, basically. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, mostly just was, like, a supporting character in, like, the early 90s Superman stuff. Like, I remember him being in uh, Death of Superman and just being all like, Ah, no, they killed my favorite guy, Superman.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't actually sound like Popeye, but look at him, man. He just looks like but, Popeye. Uh, and it's
2: like, why is Popeye here? Well, I'm not sorry to see Popeye, but... No, it's
0: fine. It's The thing is, and I don't think we really get into his character, but he, he pops up a lot mm-hmm. because you're doing a story about reporters in a city, and they end up, like, down by the docks is one of those city locations, mm-hmm. and you, you need an informant. You know, you need a guy to help you out, and he's, like, Bibbo's always happy to help out Lois. Yeah,
2: he gets the reporters a, out of it.
0: There's a bit where he talks about like Lex being a union buster or something uh-huh. like that. I think it was Lex. Uh, but something about Lois helping like uh, with the whole union mm-hmm. stuff and I I don't know. I just I liked I liked that. Yeah. Um
2: so you guys coming else? around here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bibbo, go There's... call the Daily Planet and ask for Clark Kent. Get them send them down here to it. Uh yeah. yeah.
0: And then he walks over and says, Ooh, soda. <laughs>
2: That's a DC brand soda soda. Uh huh. S O D E R. Get it with your uh, with your choco cookies. <laughs> Not
0: Oreos. Nope.
2: How dare you?
0: <laughs> Although I I learned relatively recently that uh, Hydrox, which mm-hmm. everyone treats as the knockoff Oreo, came before Oreos.
2: It did. Yeah. It absolutely did. I didn't did. Even know that.
0: Now you're gonna tell me they were invented in Canada, which is how you know that.
2: No, I don't know how okay. I know that.
0: Okay. Let's let's get something clear before we talk more about Superman. Though Superman was not invented in Canada. No, <clears throat> shame on you, Canadian heritage moments. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Can- Canada has so though. many. I don't know that that's true. Hang on,
0: <laughs> I don't know everything, but I I looked it up, and Siegel and Schuster like lived in New York, worked for whatever National right, Comics Schuster or whatever DC called themselves at the time.
2: Canadian, uh, Joseph Joe Schuster, Canadian American okay. comic book artist.
0: Okay, but American. Yeah. So. Okay. Like, I'm not I'm not even dising Canada. Canada has delivered so many wonderful things to us over the years, yeah. not least of which being you and my partner. <laughs> but, like, you, you didn't make Superman. Come on. No, we just like, made a we, guy who
2: made Superman. I, that's fine.
0: But the reason I get a little weird about that is, like, Superman's one of the few sort of, like, things that embodies an actual good vision of America mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah. Like, can we just have one thing? I mean Just one. you got
2: Captain America. That guy rules. Uh,
0: okay. I wasn't convinced of that until the movies. I am now. Yeah. But Alright. Uh let's see. What else? Plus
2: they gave us Captain Canuck, so we like, you know, Ugh. we got well. nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean you got Wolverine.
2: That's true, we do got Wolverine.
0: The most popular comic book character for probably your entire lifetime.
2: Yep. Alright, yeah, so we got Wolverine.
0: You got Wolverine. Like okay, yeah, you got like Alpha Flight,
2: or whatever, but you you go Wolverine. Fucking Alpha Flight.
0: <laughs> yeah, well,
2: they suck so
0: bad, Al. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. They're so bad. I, I used to confuse Alpha Flight and Power Pack, and I don't know why. Mm. But, Power Pack's uh, way better than Alpha Flight. Well, Ryan North just did a Power Pack mini that I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, because there's a there's a Canadian superstar that can breathe life into characters I don't care about. Yep. Ryan stuck in a hole north.
2: <laughs> he had to use the items that he brought with him.
0: <laughs> he did. That's one of the best things that that might be like, okay, internet, justify your existence or we're switching off the internet yep. forever. Okay. How about that time? A very tall guy was walking his very cute dog and got stuck in a hole and everyone was tweeting adventure game puzzle solutions to him to combine objects. He had to get out of a hole. And one of them. All worked. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how he got okay. out of the hole.
2: Was he combined right, you the things c- he had with him?
0: Without the internet, that wouldn't have happened. Yep. So, all right. You, you get to keep the internet. Yep. Okay. For now. Yeah.
2: But I'm watching you. Um, who,
0: who's the we in that sentence? I don't know. All right. Uh, oh, there. if I could have a visual quote, which mm-hmm. obviously, you know, can't. But um, that, that bit where he's hovering outside Lex's uh, window Ooh, near the end. Yeah. Which is a little menacing, but what I like... Mm-hmm. The animators went to a little extra effort and the spit curl is moving just a little bit in the breeze. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my God, that's so perfect. I love, I love that spit curl. I don't know. That's one of those dumb little things that means nothing, but it's just like, you know, that's Superman. Yep. It's why the C the current CW version of him having like a faux hawk or whatever. is like, that's, that looks so 2021. Like in five years, everyone's going to say, oh, that that's from five years ago.
2: Superman, it's it's Superman. He's got to look timeless. Yeah.
0: And know, I, like, that might be a good show. You, I don't know.
2: You nailed the design pretty much right out of the gate. Like, you had to fuck around yeah. with the S a little bit, but you more or less hmm. got it. Stop trying to yeah. fix it. Yeah. Fucking but that spit curl is, is... Fuck off.
0: <laughs> what about Electric Superman? Don't forget him.
2: I like Electric Superman. Okay. Mostly because... Look, I like Electric Superman because he didn't stick around for too long.
0: All right, that's that's not a bad argument. Like, like this is this is a variant that stuck around just long enough to be interesting and yeah. left before it got old. I can I can yeah. see that.
2: We had about a year, maybe a year and a half of Electric Superman, and you know what? I'll take that. Any okay. longer, Ugh. yeah.
0: See, the problem is I only saw the marketing, and the marketing always says Superman's gone forever. This is Superman now. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: like, Ugh, no, it isn't. I don't want that. I don't want this. <laughs> I think he was electric for longer than he had the mullet, so. But that
0: wasn't him with the mullet.
2: Oh, wait, yes, it was. Yeah, it Sorry. was. That was how Sorry. he came back to life after he died. Right. Black right. costume mullet Superman.
0: Uh-huh. Hey, those comics have got to be worth quite a lot by now, right?
2: Oh, you know it. Uh-huh. Get your kids through college, finally.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I never I never went to college, but I told you it's very sad.
2: <laughs>
0: um... Anything else? Uh, oh, else? Uh, the the Phantom Zone was another another yes. little seed that I forgot to mention. I Just, assume that's that, like, how we they,
2: get uh, General Zod.
0: Uh, they don't call him General Zod. There are three Kryptonians who are militant who come fuck with Superman a little bit later. Oh, that's weird. It's not General Zod. He's called something else. But General Zod. It's it's Dawes. exactly the same. No, he's got a he's got a Krypton name. He's got the t- like the you know Monel or oh sure whatever you know. I don't remember what it is, but it's one of those styles of name. Sure. Uh, No, I Uh, think that's, yeah, that's about all I have. Uh, I definitely saw some Kirby influence early on. Like this show will be heavily influenced Mm -hmm. by Jack Kirby and I'm, I'm not going to bitch about it every time. I promise. But, uh, just in terms of the aesthetic, Mm -hmm. I definitely saw some of that sort of like square jaw and like the, the way the, the sort of perspective that he drew in and Mm -hmm. like, uh, like I, I think it added to the some of the action sequences.
2: Yeah. So Dots and cool. lines. Yeah.
0: We'll get um like we'll get some full on we I mean all the all the fourth world stuff happens in this, but uh I mean we'll get some like Kirby Crackle and shit and we'll get, you know, like a lot of a lot of stuff. And yeah. and then he just shows up yep. as a character. He's just a cop.
2: Yeah, I just got here from uh wherever. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't die later. Oh no. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Anything else?
2: I think that's it. What do we got All next right. week?
0: Uh, that is an excellent question that I do
2: not remember right I off the top. See. Of Let's my... see here. Fun and yeah, games.
0: Ah, uh, that might be the toy man. I think that's
2: toy man, the fucking uh-huh. horrible toy man that this show has. <laughs> oh, how okay. I hate him. Uh huh. And a little piece of home, which I'm not familiar with.
0: Ah, that I don't remember the story specifically, but a little piece of home descri- is uh, describes kryptonite, which mm-hmm. that's the first appearance of kryptonite falling to Earth and fucking Superman up. Ah, which may also then be the first appearance of his pal at Star Labs, actually. Oh, Doctor Emil Hammond. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh, Who? Wait, is it? Mm,
2: is it Ham? I I Ham- Hamilton. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah might be still Jurassic getting that wrong, but it's something like that yeah. um and he's great yeah and that guy has a whole arc into justice league that's also very good but uh we'll get to that when we get to it but yeah this is this is exciting we're excited mm-hmm. superman's great yeah so uh we will be back next week with those things yep
2: uh yeah see you folks twa
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit KidsLoveBatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at Patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.